of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Yeah, Flo, I guess we are back for another episode of our podcast, Unbillable Hours. Thanks for tuning in every week, right? Yeah, that is correct. Well, welcome to this new episode of said podcast you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> my, my voice is back, I, I think, so we should be good. Should be good this week. How are you? How are yes. you doing? No, yeah. no cold so far for you, right? No, no calls or anything like that. But, you know, lots of changes and things going on with the market at this point. When you think about that, I feel like we need to continue a conversation from last week about <laughs> your voice, essentially. Well, you got your voice back and now we're talking about companies' voices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I, so, sorry for the listeners. We, we had this episode last week, right, where we talked about, you know, changes in the economy, probably a downturn revisiting messaging repositioning some of the stuff you do right so essentially changing the things uh, we say to the marketplace so we thought we might follow it up and and discuss this week about uh, once we know what to say how do we answer the question how to say it right or in other words mm -hmm. jesus that's a lengthy explanation how do you increase the visibility yeah. <laughs> for your new beautiful marketing messaging i think That'll, that'll be it for today, Ash. Just revisit Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, you know, as we've been talking about voices and stuff, it's it's more about, like, we got to think about a going-in position here. Like, first of all, it's not like you don't have a voice. You actually do have a voice. So you need to, like, understand what it is and strengthen the whole thing. Make sure that yeah. you've got your messages in place. These messages connect to the right stories that you're talking about. They've connected with the right themes and you've got writers and copywriters and things working to make sure that these things are connected in the best way. Because at the end of this day, you need to fortify your firm's voice. You need to make sure that what you're saying connects with your existing audience before you go out for you know a newer audience. And as yeah. you do that, you build a new audience. Yeah, and flow using. And I think so. So I think that's definitely part one, right? Is to to yeah. you, we've done positioning work, we've done some messaging work, but what actually is the, what is actually is the voice? What is what is the, how do we package it in ways which we can then use towards the marketplace? First part, right? And then also, mm -hmm. I want to go into actual just tactical media stuff because mm -hmm. many consulting firms I work with, they ask us, well, nobody knows our firm. How do we change it? <laughs> so we've tried lots yeah. of things, and when does it change? And the answer, of course, is, did you really try it? How did you really try it? And the magic question is, for how long did you try it? Because, yes, it takes media efforts across the, the owned media channels, your own firm owns, own, own, um, earned media channels where someone else allows you to utilize their platform or speak to their audience, right? And then, of course, also paid media where you give some money to someone who then distributes message. And I think our idea for this podcast episode mm -hmm. was right to to look at those things and maybe shine a light on some opportunities for improvement we we see quite yeah a lot. yeah so for listeners who want to visualize it think about it as a the voice with which you talk and b the megaphone with which you amplify it 
Yeah, the megaphones maybe maybe plural the good yeah. old the good old media games. I mean, so, different. I would just say different settings, but yeah, let's not get into that. Let's uh, let's get it. I, I'm looking forward to this. We haven't been we've been strategic for quite a while, so let's get tactical f- for now, right? And maybe share mm-hmm. share some ideas. I think we we should maybe start with the with the voice, right? Which we we did some of that in the mm-hmm. past episodes, but I think it's it bears repetition. It bears. It's worth it's worth repeating it. Maybe it bears repetition. Oh. It's worth repeating, and that's the whole thing. Because oh yeah, go on. I think we started with this whole thing, like about the voice. One of the things is you might have established, like this is how you talk to your clients, this is how you talk to your audience. But rarely does, as you know, you were discussing this earlier, that becomes a story, or even if it's a story, this thing's missing in that. And yeah that's that's a big issue focus but, 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 but hold on we're moving a bit quickly i, th- I think so yeah. because i want to stick with the first point so but when we talk about the creating the voice what we mean is you've done the messaging exercise the positioning exercise the messaging exercise now you have a message house or some sort of document where the high level messages yeah. are stored good on you but the problem is that is not how people typically consume information memorize it right i i like yeah. that what you need is you, you need that converted in stories you can use in your marketing materials so people can tell you need that converted into bits of copywriting so the messaging has to be brought to life to some in some shape or form and mm-hmm. i do feel and i think we said that last time that that's sort of a a piece that gets missed right and and that has to be done and you gotta maybe invest in, in in getting it done because it's 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 different to say we are a, a shoe brand that creates products geared for top performance athletes but we also sell yep. them for people who want, aspire to be like those athletes is one thing the other thing is to come up with the tagline of just do it right and run that for eight years that, that, that's the mm-hmm. that's the piece of creativity where you get you turn the messaging into something and then you go from there. And then, uh, sorry, I, we go into the themes from next because that's also a thing is from the messaging, you should distill things to talk about all the time and over and over. If I could stick with my Nike example, of course, they always show personal stories of athletic hero- heroism, right? Where someone just does it and goes jogging against the odds or wins the medal in the face of adversity, whatever, right? So you need similar things. What are the themes? you will revisit time and again as you start communicating your messaging to the marketplace. Sorry. And then Ash, you had a point with the, with the what's the downside risk with the themes thing? Yeah. Basically it's a lack of focus and the fact that you're just trying to do everything for everyone. And it's problematic because you need to stick with what you're trying to say. Your audience shouldn't be confused. If you're telling your audience, you are, one to three things stick to those one to three things until you've established trust and strengthen that voice and make sure that you know people know what you're in for and what they're getting anything is anything else is as they say gravy it's just additional stuff that you just go on to that and what happens with all of this is that the more you add the less focused it is and that and often people do this because they want to hit everything that people that that audience would be like looking for as you have it up yeah you know, up on screen like you soften up your themes for clicks yes headlines and things could be clickbaity all of that makes sense but you do need to make sure that your voice doesn't try and 
do so many things and then of course Flo, you can talk about the whole thing about how all consultancies love to talk about themselves yeah i mean that this is the there's the other thing I've, i think to just sticking with the versus the idea of the, the theme script right typically if, yeah. if we have messaging because our consulting firm is all about i don't know digitalizing manufacturing in the i'm going to say railroad industries right from the messaging mm -hmm. we have there we should derive a list of i typically recommend three to five max seven mm -hmm. themes right which we talk about yeah. and that's probably I don't know, the current state of the rail industry, the business case for changing it with digital technologies, what are some of the best technologies and some of the risks of doing it. That's, that would give us four. And then that's all the four things I'm only ever going to talk about as we start building out media campaigns. Now, what you mm -hmm. meant there, Ash, I think with the, with the theme creep is, it's very tempting to do more than just those four, either by adding a fifth, a sixth, a seventh, or by going into super nitty gritty detail in each of them, right? And then yeah, and it, can, it, I wouldn't say you can going into this. detail. Detail yeah. would not be bad. It's essentially what happens is that they just add so much fluff to it. Yeah, that's, and you don't. That's, need... that's true. That's true. so detail would not be bad. You're right. So we had we should have depth in each of the, mm -hmm. the things we talk about. But what I meant was, if you start then having. Uh, blog posts about the ways to improve the COBOL programming of a 1980s industrial logic controller. Mm -hmm. That's depth, but it's probably taking the depth concept. So that, that was what I was thinking of. I, it, the point is, if I go on consulting from social media feeds and they're avid publishers, which not all of them are, you'll often find that there's a, a confusing variety of stuff, which shouldn't be the case. Okay. And if you contrast that with a uh, friend of the show, Luke Smyers, LinkedIn feed, all he seems to be posting about is positioning your firm even better. Like yes. <laughs> the last 20 posts of this guy, if I scroll through, all he ever talks about positioning. And if you think that's boring, it's not. It's it's repetition and an exercise and, and memorability because sooner or later, I understand that he's the positioning guy for consulting mm -hmm. firms, which is probably something he would like or not. I don't know. But but that's that's the point, right? Really stick with your knitting and avoid you know, adding too much stuff, or like you said, soften up the themes for clicks, right? Everybody yes. loves yeah. posts about the office dog. Good. And I'm not saying you can't have those, but keep it in the single digits percentage wise of the stuff you put out. Just saying that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, don't, don't dilute things. Yeah. And then, I mean, sorry, you, you mentioned the last point, the, the, the consulting firms I was talking about themselves. We, we speak a lot about the, the firm-centric versus client-centric lens and voice and these things on this show. I'll just repeat it. 90% uh, of all the consulting firms, or maybe 99%, I, I look at or interact with or whatever, do still have copywriting issues. Some of them get better, but most of them, it's just the writing they put out could be improved, whether that's the marketing material, their websites, or the art. Well, the articles are typically well-written. Let's leave that there. But again, coming to this point about how does the message, how's the messaging conveyed, right? Just make sure you have proper copywriting. There's just too much me, me, me language. There's still too much jargon. There's still very robotic, quote unquote, professional, which to me is just synonymous to unrelatable language. So, so that's a big area of improvement, I think, as well. Yeah, I, in fact, what, I, what, I I recently did stop me if I already mentioned that, but I recently did an analysis of again a bunch of consultancy websites because a client of mine required it, 
and we just looked at how often certain pages used the which pronouns were used or which concepts were used, so to speak, us, ours, and so forth versus you, yours, right? And 100% of the sites we looked at, the ratio was far greater than one, meaning they were talking about themselves in terms of the pronouns they presented just in the copy much, much more often than we're directly speaking to yeah, so prospects. And it's that type of stuff that needs to be changed, right? I, I want to boil this all down to a simple thing that everyone as a marketer, regardless of being in a B2B or B2C or whatever firm is, your content, your messaging, your voice has to be audience-centric first and foremost. Yeah. Because that's the group that needs to know whatever you're selling, whatever you're trying to say and everything. Anything else is a problem. The fact that it's me, 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 jargony, robotic, all these things come from the fact that it's not looking at the audience that it's talking to. And that can be a client, could be a customer, could be a consumer, could be anything. It's generally the thing that- And, um, and, and I'll just uh, I'll just give, give a specific example without naming names, but people can Google it and, and think uh, where I was. But if you want to say that you offer a specific kind of implementation service, right, for helping to drive the strategy of your clients, and you put that on your website, nine out of 10 firms would write something like, we help you do, do this and that, or we implement your blah, 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 okay? And then there is one consulting firm, which I found had a nice website for this type of service, where they just, the first line above the fold says, how will you structure and enable change in your organization? And I'm not saying that's the best way to write it, but it's very good because it's a direct personal question to me, the visit of this website, and if they've done their research, I mean, I'm not the target audience, but probably that hits close to home to the people they try to speak to. And I think that's that's the way we should be doing it. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself with the writing stuff, but I find that that is such an easy fix and it's so prevalent that it's the, the bad writing is so prevalent, sorry, yeah. but, but maybe bringing us back. So I, I'll do a quick recap in the middle here by saying that was the idea of the voice, right? Make sure mm -hmm. you translate the messaging into compelling stories and good writing. And also that you derive themes for your marketing campaigns from it. And those shouldn't be many because you want to repeat yourself often. And then Rina mustered the discipline to stick with it. And over time, what will emerge if we stick to these principles throughout as we communicate as a firm? Yeah, a voice will emerge, right? A very... Yeah specific typical way in which your firm speaks about the things it does or speaks about its expertise which is what we want to have so that's that brings us to part two right which is all about mm -hmm. media i think yes it's yeah. about how do you sh like whenever you measure media you always go into like share of voice so when you're thinking about sharing your voice let's break it down to those three already flow that we have like it's owned earned and paid for that's essentially yeah. how you go about media in general. And so you had a few things you want to talk about. Just at the beginning, I want to, again, say many consulting firms come to us and say, oh, we have no visibility in the market. There's no, people don't know us. How do we change it? The answer to that is very simple. It's like, <laughs> you find media and you communicate through them. That's it. You got you to gotta mm -hmm. use media to get in front of your target audiences. And it's as simple an answer as if you want to get fit while you do more sports, you access, right? There's no shortcut or no easy alternatives. It's what you got to do. And the, the three channels you just listed here, 
So owned media, like your mm-hmm. website, your blog, your newsletters, like the, the channels, the firm channels owns, that you own, built them in case you don't have them and then use them. Part one earned, right? Which is, I think if you invite me to write a guest article on your blog, or if the local mm-hmm. newspaper finds my stuff interesting enough to do, a re- to, to ask me for an interview, that's earned media, you know, mm-hmm. use it if you can. Some of that can be done through outreach and just asking for permission. Other stuff just is more of a pull thing. If you master your own channels, your company LinkedIn, your blogs, to a point where your stuff is so interesting and widely thought out that the journalists by themselves, right, if they research a certain topic, come to you, it's another job. Well, then and then paid, I think, uh, it's, it's understood, right? We just pay for advertising. Yeah. Essentially, like think about it like a paid social, paid media placements, advertising and you know of course getting into like magazines and things like that because this is yeah go ahead no sorry and sorry if i'm ranting but but um so often when people say ah we tried this and that and we didn't there's there's a couple of misses right away a they're not leveraging all three channels no they aren't easy fix right it's often a question of money well if you don't if you don't invest in your visibility don't complain to me that it's not great sorry that's just that's just the truth <laughs> it also needs to be a cohesive strategy to connect it yeah, so it can't yeah. be separate yeah it, it can't be random acts of trying this and that for three months and then deciding it doesn't work which i think that's that's an excellent point and then my third point would be this is very much a, a game of frequency mm-hmm. and consistency like having eight LinkedIn posts spread out through the year and then complaining LinkedIn doesn't do anything for you. That's not how this works. You got to be out there three times a week and then give it six months for the first results to show up and then give it 12 months for it to actually influence your pipeline. So many firms don't leverage all the channels to your point. They don't do it strategically and they don't do it um, consistently and long enough to see results. And I'm, I'm sorry if that's a, as seemingly stupid an answer as if you want to get fitter run more often but that's that's what it is you got to put the effort in sorry that's that's the end of my i mean yeah essentially it's like weight training cardio figure out what's your kind of exercise that you're trying to do not and remember that it's just one body that's doing all kinds of exercises you can't like treat it as completely different workout routines it's got to be one holistic one the same way your media channels need to connect that way. When you do your own, like, also think about it this way, because we're talking about voice and you're talking about content. You start with your content on your own channels and build it up in a nice way. We're talking tactics here. Once you've got this thing right, make sure that in the earned areas, in the magazines and partners or whoever, they take this kind of content or they reach back into this, make sure that this opportunistic stuff is there. And then, is when you hit the paid areas where you put in some investment to amplify this into the right social channels, media channels, whatever, to push it through paid ways to hit your target audience. So you have a constructive and cohesive kind of way to talk about something. And the voice is always the starting point. And then you build yeah. it this way. And yes, I did talk about a tactical type example here, but that's that's a way to like, you know, do this but I, but and i think I, you made a very important point which i, which I love when when speaking about paid right D- don't expect I, th- I think my point is don't expect an immediate return like the it, it almost feels to me that if the best way to get an immediate return on paid communicate paid channels so a- advertising the best way of getting an immediate return is not expecting one 
I'll, I'll explain. Like people who expect an immediate return, they do performance marketing, right? They, they buy a lead generation app or they, they yeah. pay for, for digital ads where people are driven to a landing page and then they convert or not. Um, typically, results are pretty poor on those. The, the smarter play in my book is to, to just use the paid channels for guaranteed distribution. So I might run a LinkedIn ad that is just a high quality content post, which I've posted anyways on your organic channel. I'm just paying the, the ads to A, boost it for increased reach and haha, increased visibility. And also B, I can target this very specifically, right? Yeah. And and I my my view again is if if that's the way how you run it and you invest in the paid channel with a certain time horizon. I'm not saying you shouldn't mm -hmm. do a clever assessment of was this worth our money or you shouldn't optimize. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying don't uh, expect something to come back right away, uh, and and you'll be fine. And funnily enough, at story time, I think one of the first things I did when I founded Client Friendly was I paid a media company. I'm gonna say. 1,600 bucks, I forgot it. Right? We didn't have any revenue at this point in time, so I just did it. So they would host a webinar with me and they would invite our target audience to it. And the first, it's not the first two clients that's wrong, but two of the first clients we had in the first half year came out of that, which I never expected. I just wanted to try the channel. And, and the web webinar is still downloaded to this day because it was just us doing something which we genuinely felt was helpful. I'm, I'm saying this to make the point that that's maybe part of my experience why I'm saying it, the, the way it tends to work the best is whenever you don't expect the immediate return, A, and B, yeah. just reinforcing what I said earlier. Yeah, you got to do these things sometimes. You got to pay money to get in front of your audiences. And uh, that goes back to my earlier point of consultancies complaining they aren't visible enough. And then if I ask them what their advertising or marketing program budget is, they do nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. That's, I'm sorry, it's, there's, there's, there might be ways to find free, quote unquote, free visibility as if organic content creation was free, right? It isn't. Yeah. But paying for promotion can be much more efficient and much more worth the money. And that's that. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, no, no. That, all of this stuff that is really useful for you guys as you, you know, fortify your voice and build it. Remember that all these efforts in doing your voice is ultimately your brand because your voice is your brand in this case. Yeah, that, that's really true. I, I think there's an, a US agency called Hinge Marketing. They, they do, do, we might have linked to their stuff earlier because they do a lot of research in our space also, <laughs> quite good. I think they have this formula where they say your firm's brand is it's, I'm going to butcher it. But essentially what you said, they say, they say the firm's brand is the product of your reputation times your visibility or something like that, right? So just doing excellent work, mm -hmm. not enough. You got to make sure you it, it gets talked about. And that is, you do that by projecting your voice through hopefully all yeah. the channels we mentioned. Yeah. Yep. So I guess that's, that's a wrap for this episode. And that's a wrap for this I, episode, yeah. Yeah. Hope wherever you guys are listening from you have a great weekend or week ahead and flow let's do the honors i'll stop the recording here nothing to add thanks ash have a great one <laughs> speak soon man speak Bye -bye. Soon. thanks for listening to unbillable hours if you want more tune in next week you know where to find us 